now. Okay, cool. Am I good to go? What Duncan? are you doing as the intro? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've got some stuff now. It's fine. I've we've 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 talked about plenty of of shit. So just I'll fit put, just put ten seconds of awkward silence. <laughs> Isn't that dance? Oh, he ruined it. He ruined <laughs> sex video. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Got an intro. Just Perfect. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> right let's let's do this then, then you put your phone down step out of the toilet cubicle Welcome to this week's Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Uh, we are here to go through the news and catch you up with what we've been up to as well, which tend to take up the majority of these podcasts, I've found. I it. like your jaunty new introducing voice. Was that a jaunty new introducing yeah. voice? Maybe not, it's come with some changes I've made in my life, Russ. Not heard you bust that one out before. No, maybe. Mm. I, th- I think this is my um, gridiron gentleman voice. Mm. It, it sounds like you're refreshed and sprightly and not dead inside. Oh, well, you know, I'm doing a good job of hiding that then. <laughs> How was your holiday? Yeah, it's great. I'm no longer a hollowed out husk with no soul. <laughs> It was it was nice, yeah. It was nice. Um, I mean, you had a podcast last week, if you were listening, because uh, we recorded two on the bounce, and you heard about our superheroes one, which, listening back to it, was pretty weird. Uh, <laughs> not rapey at all was Invisible Sex Man. I just think if you have to have it's not rapey on your business card, you got a problem. It's concerning, yeah. Mm. Invisible Sex Man did some questionable it was things. A- Invisible Sex Man was a cross between the Hollow Man meets Orgasmo. Tom went to great lengths to describe how he was different from the Hollow Man as well. <laughs> I, I didn't see that much difference, I'll be honest, but there we go. Tom can't be here to defend himself tonight, so we're going to have a go at him now. Uh, <laughs> no, Tom Tom got parachuted into it. He got invited to a seminar at very late notice about yeah. umbrella manufacturing, but it's a bit. he doesn't know anything about it. It's probably a bit of a mix-up, so he's just going to he's just gonna have to wing it. What what's hilarious though is he he didn't parachute in he floated down on an umbrella. Well, he got a bit over enthusiastic. Yeah, didn't he? so he thinks that's how it works. Yeah, he's gone entirely dressed as Mary Poppins as well. Mm-hmm. The Mary Poppins. Apparently. So yeah, yeah, he's in he's in Basel talking to four hundred mid level marketing executives about umbrellas, but doesn't doesn't really Mary Poppins. doesn't know what he's doing. No, he 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 does bite off more than he can chew when it comes to mm. this kind of thing. So, well, sure, sure. Good luck to him. Yeah, yeah fair play, fair play. Uh, so it's just myself. It's Russ. Hello. Russell. How are you? Fine. Good. Excellent. And it's Duncan. Duncan, how are you? I am fine. I am back from being uh, between Great Cumbrae and Butte, which is in the Firth of Clyde, nowhere near the North Sea. But Tom's not here, so that's why I'm going to be really pedantic. You, so, good go. to know. So. Awesome. I mean, that's not the bit we were concerned about. You were laying cable, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, we were helping to be the support vessels around a, a cable-laying vessel called the so Electron, you, you were laying a cable that was so big it needed, like, a team? <laughs> helping others. They, to they, they, you need a team to lay a cable. I'm, Lots of semen uh, <laughs> is involved. Have we got the... Uh, the lowest common denominator joke of the evening, Bell. <laughs> um, um, 
Bing. I don't know. I'll add it in. There we go. Um, I didn't plug in the iPad. I can plug it in if you want some air horns and stuff. I think we're okay. Sure. Yeah, I'm I, pretty I, sure that's going to be the only defecation gag with added ejaculate on it that we're going to do this evening. <laughs> you reckon? Well, <laughs> Usually it's kind of a crapshoot. We'll see. But our intros are getting longer and longer, by the way. Considering the podcast will last an hour, we do our catch-up will last at least 40 minutes. It's almost like this is unstructured nonsense that we don't prepare. <laughs> it's almost like it. It's almost like I'm stalling because I've not written any news down again. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Something happened with Captain Marvel, I'm sure, so... Um, let's uh, let's go around the the room, so to speak, and uh, discuss what everyone's been up to. Let's start with Russ. What mm-hmm. have you been up to? Well, this won't take long, as as usual. But I've, I've finished first tech, first Trek, the first series of Star Trek Discovery or STD. So you finished, yeah, yeah. The big <laughs> twist at the end, yeah, not that big or twisty. Do you know? Okay, so I watched it, and I I didn't see it coming. And yet, I feel like I should have seen it coming because mm. it's fairly obvious. Well, I don't know. I I still can't help but think this would be better if it wasn't a prequel. Yeah, because they're tying themselves in knots with trying to explain why all this amazing new technology they have is only on the one ship. Yeah, and why it doesn't ever get mentioned again ever by anyone else ever. Yeah, and also it's it's limiting them in terms of what they can do because it's got quite big scope to it but they can't do anything that's going to influence the future all that much because that we'd have known about it already yeah unless they do like the whole jj abrams separate yeah but then there would be thing. three star trek timelines yeah which do we not need that now i don't think we need that oh fair enough then. um so i don't I'm, I'm quite enjoying it the second series is, uh, i've watched like two episodes of the second series three episodes i've not watched any of it yet um, it's it's more of a sense of humour, I think. Mm. In this, it, it definitely like I noticed noticeably more chucklesome in the first couple of episodes. I mean, the, my favourite thing about Discovery was Jason Isaacs, a yeah. good chunk of it. I thought he was excellent in it. I also like the fact that they call the ship the Disco. <laughs> yeah, they have like their off-duty T-shirts just say Disco. <laughs> I, I I mean, I really like it. And and as soon as you when it it comes up saying that there's a ship in distress. And then you see the NCC, and you know exactly what it's going to be it's after that. They all start NCC. I know, but it doesn't matter. You still know exactly. Like, yeah. The only reason they put that in is because you know that it's going to be a certain ship that's famous in the Star Trek lore. Like and it looks like. gorgeous. Yes. It does look really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool and all. Yeah. But, again, like they because it's a prequel, they couldn't quite do it they have to have a bunch of different people on the ship yeah because otherwise you'd be like uh where are all the guys that i know well it's captain pike isn't it yeah who's pre kirk he's the guy before kirk yeah although i'm so i'm slightly confused i might just be revealing my lack of knowledge here but pike says that the reason they weren't around during the klingon war was because they were on their five-year mission but mm. is that not what the original series was well i haven't seen any of season two yet well so, so. so that's why the Enterprise hasn't been in it the whole but time. The Klingon war hasn't really got going yet in Discovery. Like, it's very much the beginning of it, isn't Have you it? finished the first series? Yeah. Oh, I suppose... Oh, yeah, no, I'm with you now, yeah. So, like, while all that was going on, like, the nine months while they were off yeah. doing their thing, like, the Enterprise wasn't around. He says because we were off doing our five-year mission yeah. on the other side of the galaxy or whatever. Yeah. But was that not what Kirk was doing? The five-year mission. Did they do two five-year missions? 
Did he do one, then they come back and gave it to Kirk well, for him to do one? Famously, the five-year mission only lasted three years Yeah, as well, because they cancelled. They didn't cancel Star Trek, they just stopped making it. Well, maybe there's just two years of not very interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are far more knowledgeable people that, that know more about Star Trek listening to this yeah, podcast. What, what else have you been up to anyway, Russ? Uh, not, I'm playing a bit of Jedi Academy because, you know, if you don't have much time to play games, play one from 20 years ago that you've completed 20 times. <laughs> and how is it? Good. I'm enjoying it with the the control pad actually. If it's much more fluid doing the lightsaber movements than it was using a keyboard and mouse. I've got a slight issue with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I downloaded it, and I didn't download it. All right, that's not really an issue with the game, is it? That's an issue. With no, as in I've got a slight issue with with uh, my ability to to play it. Yeah, to play it. Yeah, to download stuff. Yeah, exactly. It, it, re- it does not look as good as I remember. But I, I, used to, I played it on the PC. Uh, like a while after it was released, so I probably had a better PC than the Xbox original Xbox was going to display it out like. Especially like the menu screens and things, they look awful. Yeah. Yeah. But th- there's a possibility that it's just what you remember as well. No, it definitely looked better on a PC. Oh, yeah, probably. But. Yeah. And, and like, so like the. Yeah, the, the menus and the maps. It's like how I'm playing Half Life 2 and think, think it looks shit. So you know, but halfway to now, it does look legitimately shit. It, it looked look incredible at the time. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I, mm. I know what you mean. It the menus are exactly like uh, Tie Fighter or Dark Forces. And they, they look like the something graphic. that was slapped together in ten minutes. Yeah. The menu. I think it, yeah. that's just sort of like the consequences of it being probably ported to the Xbox in quite a hurried fashion. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, really enjoying it. Cool, slicing through some of those cloned Sith, whatever they are, cultists. Yeah, good laugh. You can chop their arms off every now and then. Hmm, might have to give that a go. Well, I might have to download it. it. Did you, have you played it? Yeah, ages yeah. ago. No, I no, no, I didn't play that one. I played another one. This was the last one of the confusingly no, I, I, named Jedi Knight series. So I played Jedi Knight One, which was Dark Forces Two. And then I played Jedi Outcast was the second one. Yes, I played that one. That was. I, th- oh, I don't know. No, I think I think Dark Jedi Forces Academy is the best was, one. Uh, Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, and then wasn't Jedi Knight Two Outcast? Yeah. yeah. And then there's Jedi Academy, which yeah. is the, so like the third one where you have lightsabers and shit. Yeah. Also, Carl yeah. Catan in. Jedi Knight Academy does not look anywhere near as cool as Cole Katan in Dark Forces, who just looks so moody. Was that in in, in Dark Forces? They had those like full motion video cutscenes, didn't they? Yeah. Of some guy in a very cheap costume and a very cheap beard being Cole mm. Katan, and then it would cut to this really janky game graphic. You know, like, oh right, I that's mean, that's the same he's guy. He's clean shaven in Dark Forces. Oh, where have, where have I seen video of Carl Katarn with a beard then? Yeah, it's, it's Jedi Knight. That's Jedi Knight, yeah. isn't it? Jedi Knight. Yeah, he's got a beard in Jedi Knight. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a geography teacher. <laughs> he really does. He does. Yeah. The FMV in that is not wonderful, is it? Well, I mean it's 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 perfect, okay. But the 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 distance between like the discrepancy, like it looks jarring enough nowadays when you go from like a pre-rendered cutscene to the back to game engine. Hmm. But when it's going from full motion video to five polygon character models, yeah, it it was very 
distracting. Yes. But Jedi Outcast, really enjoying it on the on the Xbox. Nice. Yeah. Not been up to a huge amount. Oh, watched um first episode of the new series of Derry Girls of and the first episode did. of the new series of Fleabag, and they're both awesome. Yeah, sure. They're very, very good. Yeah. Dairy Girls is genuinely one of the funniest things I've seen. I know because you do not shut up about it. Oh, get off your tits! <laughs> um, uh, we we watched Dairy Girls as well. We gave it a try uh, because of your recommendation, Russ. Well, yours and Charles, and I loved it. I found it funny. Emma didn't, so it's not been watched uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Is it because she's racist about Irish people? Um, no, good amazingly not. She just didn't. <laughs> find it funny <laughs> I fucking love it there's something just inherently funny about nuns though yeah that, I mean that's, that's what everyone's always saying mm. nuns are really funny okay good, a great laugh yeah cool uh, anything else what you've been to mm. no absolutely nothing okay Duncan what you been up to I actually do have a list people I've actually done stuff it's nice. quite exciting uh, so apart from we did give Derry Girls a go, uh, also tried Umbrella, the Umbrella Academy. Uh, watched the first episode. Uh, not sure if I'm going to watch the second. I might give it a go. It's just a bit pants, I think. What What or is that all about? I keep seeing stuff for it's it. It's a comic um, that was. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know the comic, but it's written by Gerard uh, Way from um, My Chemical Romance. Mm. So yeah. Um, it's a about uh, on a certain date in 1989, uh, 43 women gave birth uh, to, well, funnily enough, 43 children. Um, but the, the unusual thing about that was at the start of that day, they were not pregnant. So they came to full term within a 24-hour period. Mm. And this one guy went round uh, adopting as many of them as possible. He managed to get seven and six of them turned out to have kind of superhero type abilities. One of them apparently doesn't. And they started off at this youth kind of superhero uh, team, uh, crime fighting kind of thing, saving the world. And then some point later, they all disbanded and uh, they will regroup at the death of their adopted father. Mm. And they all mm. seem to have fallen out. I'm going to give it a watch. It's, it's very much on my list, but there was another TV series that came onto Netflix that, I knew, and that I, and I'm currently working my way through, but we'll get to that in a second. What else have you been up to, Duncan? Uh, well, luckily on Netflix, uh, the next series of the fifth season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine came on. That's what so I was watching. Started, yep, yeah. just started watching that. <laughs> uh, we've seen a few episodes, because I did pay for it on the Amazon, and then it was on E4. Mm. Um, but we just started again, and it's hilarious. Um, but what more to say? It's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It is a great season of it, uh, and it is bloody hilarious. Um, the Expanse. Yes. I started watching The Expanse. Yeah, I decided to join everyone. So I started watching it going, oh, I don't know about this. Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, I don't know about this. Really, And then started really getting into it. I'm really loving, liking it. But then I, I remembered on one of our WhatsApp group chats that it was a book series. And so I decided to read the books. I bloody love the books. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm on to book seven, eight. Bloody oh, you're nearing the, 
you're nearing the end, uh, or well, as many as they've written, basically. Yeah, you're you're way yeah. ahead of the TV series yeah. now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm at Persepolis Rising, mm. and uh, I I really, you know what, reading the books really hasn't ruined watching the TV series because I really like what they've done with the TV series mm. in going it. it it reminds me of uh, Hitchhiker's uh, Guide to the Galaxy in the same way that like the TV series, the radio show and the books all kind of followed the relatively similar story arc, but they yeah, weren't and, the same. They and, like, all... I love about the Hitchhiker, like, there's, there's no definitive version of, of Hitchhiker's. Mm. You just sort of pick and choose whichever bits you like. Yeah, and The Expanse is exactly like that because obviously it's the same guys doing it. Yeah. They're doing like the TV series and they're doing the books mm. and uh and I think the casting is bang on. I mean, it's like reading the books and going, Oh, they've got that perfect. And the ships are wonderful. It's such good sci fi. Mm. It is it's like it, okay, I didn't really watch Battlestar Galactica, so I can't comment of of that, but I really like it. I think it's it's where, really good. Where are you at with the T V um, show? Oh, I'm part way through season two. Um, That's when it really kicks off. Mars mm. is uh, building up. Mm. Um, Eros has just flown past. Oh no, yeah, the Naboo has just flown past Eros. Eros has diverted, mm. and they're about to try and um, probably do whatever Miller ends up doing. Um, <laughs> Nicely and, saved there, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Amazing. how they do that. And the whole summary of the expanse is in one phrase: Amos is the man. He yeah. really is. Amos is definitely my favourite. I love the uh, the book titles as well. Proper like old school seventies mm. sci fi book titles. Yeah, they really it, are. Mm. That like probably mean something, but you'd have to go and look up some classic mythology to work out what they mean. Also, yeah, I, I mean, really like the way that the like the ship to ship combat works as yeah. well. Like, there's no lasers and energy shields and things they fire bullets at each other yeah and if your ship gets hit by a bullet it's going to go right through it yeah it's like they empty all the air out the ship and everyone's in space heaps and you just have to hope like fuck you don't get hit by one yeah yeah, yeah. it's really good i do think there is a bit of ian m banks uh there is so much uh, aspects of that which is very similar mm. to um the culture series where the the vessels are rarely close by you can you you know it's a space battle where you can't actually it's like a naval battle but you don't actually see each other at all you're so far away from each other mm. and it's really rare that you get the ship to so close ship to ship um yeah that's something yeah. always like in in books ships are always sort of mentioned as being like tens of thousands of kilometers apart when they're fighting but obviously in tv and movies that wouldn't look very good which yeah. is the only reason that they that they you know they do whatever looks coolest yeah oh and you know the pdcs it's just it's so cool but yeah um in summary amos is the man is yep. probably the best reason to read the books uh to watch the tv series uh we went to see the lego movie too oh is it good yes i loved it it was really good just, the just more best... of the same yeah it is pretty much more of the same it is good fun uh might have preferred the first one more but i really like the second one it's got some really nice funny moments for like the parents and it's still a great kids mm. uh kids uh, film and the it's just worth watching the end credits because lonely island do the music 
do the end credits music. It is hilarious. They do the, the rapping on everything is awesome as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But it's still worth it for that. Mm. Um, Expanse. We started watching... We've been watching Sex Education. Is that good? Yes. Nice. It's hilarious. It is very funny. Um, it is, it's so generic. Oh, I watched also... We also watched uh, The World's End. Um which ends in a really, that's quite a good twist, not at the best Peg and Frost. Had you not film, seen that before? Uh, so, no. no. No, it's not the best, but it has a special place in my heart because I recognise everywhere they go. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all set, yeah. in, it's all set in well in Gone <laughs> City. So, yeah. yeah. It's, um, like I, I this, said that yeah. to Emma. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's all well in. It well, is the doctor's really? tonic is one of the pubs. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. Yeah, like uh, there's a distinct bit in where I like where I can lean over and say I've played a gig in that. Yeah, that there. So yeah, yeah. There's loads of well in town centre before they redid it and got the new Sainsbury's. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, but definitely watch uh, Sex Education. It's is it it's so like it's kind of timelessly set. You kind of think it's meant to be 80s or yeah. 90s. And then there's internet and mobile phones, but everyone's kind of dressed a bit more 90s to kind of noughties. And it's it's generic England Shire type UK kind of thing. Well, definitely England Shire. Uh, and it's got Gillian Anderson in, who looks good. <laughs> I love Gillian Anderson. Hmm. Um, yep. Like you'll love this early kind of crush with Gillian Anderson, like teenage years, X Files. She's she just scully. She's very cool, though. Yeah, she is very cool. She remains hot in this. And some people talk about it's having his... her cast as the new Bond a while ago, and she and she replies, "It was like, yep, I am bang up for that. I'd I'd watch that. That would be fucking amazing. I, I think she'd be. I think she'd make an astounding Bond. I'd love to see that. I'd love to. See it, yeah. Yep. At, at least um, get her in his M at least. I thought, uh, what's his name? King Rob was meant to be, was, was heavily rumoured for it. Yeah, he was rumoured for it, and Killian Murphy is apparently favourite at the moment. Killian Murphy. I think Killian Murphy could be quite interesting, actually. I think so as well. I quite like him for that. Yeah. Um, and who was, who was the other one? Um, the guy from Get Out. Daniel Kaila. Yeah. He's been rumoured for yeah. it as well. Maybe That'd a bit on the young cool. side. He's been rumoured for um, Batman as well. Interesting. Which I quite like. He's, he, like he's, he's, he's got like a, a, a stare that will yeah, go right like through gives you. good, intense, brooding stare, which is 99% of Batman. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. And what else have you been up to, Duncan? Um, I had the list because I actually did do stuff. The Expanse was, uh, honestly, munching my way mm. through the Expanse books has taken more of my sleep time away but that is just <laughs> gearing up for the little one coming i have played games um i have at last got onto and figured out how to use the xbox that you've kindly given me dan um yeah. well, you've just been staring at it games. going i don't know how to use this <laughs> like those uh, well, like, like the apes at the beginning of 2001 just whacking it with <laughs> bones <laughs> well it is a bit different from my 360. So uh, I 
sorted the games out. Um, Emma wanted to play something, so I downloaded Forza. 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 Emma's playing Forza. Forza 4. I haven't played it yet, but mm-hmm. I played... Instead, I downloaded a game that I was going to do as uh, too many games, too little time, uh, which is an indie game called Headlander. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Jedi Knight... Jedi Academy we've already spoken about that it's great fun I'm playing it on the easiest setting possible because I realize I'm really really shit at games now uh, I've just gone off the edge of a cliff I'm at the age where I don't feel any shame about that at all well yeah. sometimes I just want a decent story into... well I just I mean I love the game but I do end up running into <laughs> quite it's like going into things ex, trying to explore the scenery going oh you can't do that in this but then again you don't know because there are things that look like you should be able to press a button and do stuff with and you know that it's part of the mission but you sort of go up and press it and nothing happens it's a, i was wandering around the room for at least three minutes going oh there, there, there's got to be something i'm going to push so i can open these doors and i thought i'd hit a button at these screens and it was a security camera i went back and instead where because i have my lightsaber out i'm just cutting into everything because you walk into a wall and you sort of leave this golden streak <laughs> across the <laughs> sorry just golden all the streak. phrases you can use for that <laughs> yeah um obviously i'm a woman in uh i'm being a uh, a woman in in this it's it's good fun um oh it's so much fun just running around with the lightsaber i only ever played uh jedi knight briefly on the pc and that was a lot of fun just knowing that i had the lightsaber and i always sucked at blocking uh shots and this time i'm doing a lot better going and just watching limbs fall off because you just attack the officers and you just go whomp and watch arms fall off and then the slow-mo kill scenes when you're taking out one of the oh, Sith. really satisfying. So cool. Um, yeah, so I, I sat out playing that. And uh, this indie game, Headlander, is pretty good. So um, if you want to, because Tom's not here, I figure what we'll do is we'll hold off our too many okay. games, too little time until next week. Okay. That's cool with you? So, yeah, because yeah, I've been playing a game as well that I'm... What I've played so far, I've thoroughly enjoyed. So, yeah. Yeah, Headlander, I'd recommend having a look at. It's a good, fun, kind of zany platformer. But, we'll, cool. yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Um, apart from that, uh did watch a bit of the recent Partridge, but I had to stop. I watched the first episode. Because, yeah, we watched the first episode because... It's in the first two it's really good. So those are your yeah. hands. <laughs> um, we, ha- I had to stop because it was my colleague who just, whilst we were working away, he just texted me saying, BBC One, now. Switch on, it was Alan Partridge. Yeah. And the thing is, we were working with a guy who had all the... He, he had all the traits of Alan Partridge. <laughs> he had all the mannerisms and he actually sounded like Alan Partridge. I just couldn't really believe such a person existed. And I just couldn't watch Alan Partridge after that because it was, it was too much like it. Oh, we ended up calling this guy behind his back, Alan. He's a really nice chap. And that's the thing. He is actually a nice chap, 
but there was the mannerisms and the way he did stuff and how he came out with things that were slightly inappropriate and badly timed. And you're like, oh god, no. Anyway, that was yeah. that's that was it. So um, Alice Fluck. Think... That was the thing that always. That was... <laughs> Alice Clunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> amazing! One other thing we did what we've been watching is uh, Traitors. Oh yeah, on, and mm. it's got uh, Keely Hawes in it, and uh, Emma Appleton, mm. and it is really pretty good. Cool. I'd recommend watching it. Hmm. Nice. I don't know much about that. That's good. Watch. It's World War Two. End of World War Two. Start of the Cold War. Um, you, Brits being used by the Americans and the Russians to spy on each other mm. in the Home Office. Pretty cool. Nice. Anyway, nice. That's about it. Cool. Do the time for? I haven't. I, you know, do I not get to talk it's about what for... I've been up to? You've done you? No, haven't you? No. Oh, it just feels like you know. It just, been it just a lot. feels like it because he keeps on interrupting us. <laughs> It's called hosting. Um, so, uh, so, like one of one of the things you've done is is worthy of being a news item. So I'm, uh, shall I save that for the news? Yeah. All right. Fine. Uh, so I played some games. Mm-hmm. I played some other games, but we'll get to them in the news. But I played some games. I played. I, I thought I'd try something new. Um, Dangerous. So I've got. I had the Xbox set up when we were on holiday. I thought I want to play something new. Uh, I've got a week off. Get get in something new that I've never played before. So I played The Witcher. <laughs> Um, so I've been playing The Witcher 3 I've been doing the um, the Blood and Wine DLC and I reckon I'm probably after spending a good week playing it I reckon I'm probably about an eighth of the way through it mm-hmm. so that's nice to, to know I, How the, much Gwent have you played? Oh I uh, entered a Gwent tournament where I needed to pick up <laughs> 20 Gwent cards before I could um, enter the tournament itself and to do that means I needed to play the Gwent at least 20 times um, and I have played that's probably a third of the amount of time. I must have played 60 games of Gwent like, like now I'm getting so good at it it's my primary source of income because I just challenge people to like up the stakes to like the maximum and like anytime I'm short on cash I'm like I can earn some money here that's no problem I'll just play them at Gwent so you're just a professional Gwent hustler now <laughs> pretty much yeah like there's stuff I'm meant to be doing like every time like saving the world every time I do like one of the side missions it comes up going do you want to go and find uh, this white in uh, in the castle uh, not just yet I've got stuff I need to do first I need to become a knight I've done that which mm-hmm. is nice um, and then I, there's loads of like other little things I've been doing like side missions, like saving someone's vineyard, which is probably important. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people's vineyards, in fact. So, and it is <laughs> it is centered around. Um, it involves a lot of wine, basically, blood and wine, and a fair amount of blood as well. Um, but it looks like a completely different game. It's absolutely visually, absolutely stunning. Like the setting, I can't remember what the name of the setting is because I'm too too busy playing Gwent. But the the, the setting is is absolutely stunning. Um, the music changes as well. It gives it like this completely different feel, and it it feels much more lighthearted as well, despite the fact that the everything you're going up against because you're leveled up to a point where you need new monsters. Everything mm. you're going up against is much tougher to, to to fight as well. 
I really like it. I'm really enjoying it. So I've played a bit of that. I have played my my game, which which we'll talk about next week for um, too much, too many games, too little time, uh, which was uh, Just Cause 4. Because mm. it's on Game Pass now. Um, it, good? Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll go into detail about it, but if you like Just Cause... I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah, you should... You should yeah, you'll like this. Mm-hmm. Um, then what else have I been playing? I swear I've played some other games. I played a bit more Forza, obviously, because it's, it's it's Forza. Um, I have been watching. Uh, we did on holiday. We went through a load of Marvel films. So we did Black Panther. We did Thor Ragnarok. We did Ant Man and Wasp. And we did uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Good ones. Yeah, they're all great. Yeah. Um, we watched a documentary called Free Solo. Oh, that is meant to be very good. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, dear, though. <laughs> a bit terrifying. A bit terrifying, mm. yeah. Yeah, that bit is really, really good. Duncan, there was a documentary you watched that I'm surprised you didn't mention. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention uh, Behind the Curve. Oh, my God, watch Behind the Curve. <laughs> What's that about, then? Um, it's about flat earthers. Oh, Christ. You've got to watch it because you'll get angry you'll feel a little bit sorry for them in times but every time that they basically talk about how science is lying seems to be the big thing like scientists are lying scientists being this single like collective of people with one aim surely if someone proved flat earth it will be through science that they proved flat earth to be correct yeah Yeah, and also the thing is like if the earth was flat and there was measurable proof of that yeah. science would go yeah great exactly. yeah it's yeah. fat now yeah like w- w- it would accept it yes people might be individually a bit pissed off but science as a whole if it was a provable measurable truth would would accept it i reckon um yep. in in our group of friends there's about three households i'd like to sit and watch that documentary <laughs> with and to be fair one of the households uh, 50% of them are on this podcast. So, Duncan, what do you think of the uh, the uh, Flat Earth documentary? Well, we watched it together. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you, one of us was far more tolerant than the other. <laughs> and that, that person who was more tolerant was me. Yeah. Emma does not stand stupid people, as she called them. And she just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I mean, but... Is just, that why just, Emma doesn't like us? That she loves you guys, because you're not idiots um yeah she couldn't and then she just she watched it in disbelief and then got quite she got angry we both got a bit i mm. it, i just couldn't i've been the thing is i was kind of all right about watching people about flat earth because though it really gets really annoys me and how stupid they can be um you know i've listened to uh oh no ross and carrie mm. and obviously uh last podcast on the left when henry is spoken about the flat earth stuff yeah which is hilarious so i'm kind of i'm i what i follow it on twitter as well occasionally just for shits and ghouls so i was like okay ah uh, this is mark Sargent. So i knew about him he's a twat by the way <laughs> and by the way yeah i didn't find too much time on our hands too much time on our hands found me <laughs> now imagine that i've got really creepy starey eyes not rapey <laughs> <laughs> so by, by the way right he's never going to sleep with patricia let's get that one out of the way he so wants to he but... really wants to clearly um but she she's not doesn't see him that way in any way shape or form he wears a t-shirt saying yes i'm mark Sargent." 
Oh my god. Because he wants people to know who he is. Yeah, yeah at least the they're sort place. of broadly harmless, the Flat Earthers. Like, mm. you know, at least they're not sort of like the kind of people spreading lies about Brexit or anything like that. Yeah. But I'd imagine there's a crossover. would have voted for Brexit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they don't trust experts. Um, no, Mark Sargent actually was, eventually came across as one of the saner people. He, he because can... there was that guy who's the artist who really was he was like oh no i don't want to be in the public eye but i i am everything about flat earth flat earth is all about me but no 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 you cannot interview me he's it's it's worse than that he's not just any artist he claims he painted he claims that 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 anytime we've seen photos from space correct me if i get this right wrong duncan that it's not photos he's painted some of them yes right yeah he he claims that he was been and for some reason there was a woman texting in the back of every one of his videos. Yes, what was that about? I don't know. <laughs> so he's he's the guy that NASA bring in to paint, and the fact that he's on flat Earth podcasts, NASA is still like, no, you can't do do some more fake photos. No, he's he's now transcended flat Earth podcasts. He seems to hate every other flat Earther. They're all shells. Yeah, shills. yeah. He Sorry. believes that they've all got different names, and that they're all working for the government doing he's the what? Only uh, Russ, you've got to watch this documentary. I might, get, I might give it a go. What's it's it called again? Curve. Behind, behind the, curve. the Curve, yeah. Is it on it's Netflix? Well, yeah. Yes, it Appa- is well worth watching. Apparently in um, some places it's called Ahead of the Curve. <laughs> so, but yeah. Is it? I think so, yeah. I, don't I know, might download that and, uh, is it ahead and watch of the it curve this week. Or behind it's the behind the curve. curve. Something yeah. about a curve. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that is... I don't want to give away too much because it's just worth the work. Some of them were quite nice. Like, the guy doing the experiment with the laser, I genuinely felt sorry for him. Because <laughs> uh, uh, the, the was... problem is, if any of them do any sort of experiment to any kind of level of acceptable scientific yeah. rigour, they're going to get what they see as a negative result. But, yeah. Well, that, that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> we were... We found the experimental design quite hilarious. Actually, Emma's main issue was there were too many cats, and it seemed to be that the cats. How were many? How many cats should have experimented with crazy people? But yeah, I, I. Yeah, that's fair. I thought you were saying that there were cats involved in this experiment. No, like they were no, part no. of the apparatus. Well, the, the no. one with the experiment with the gyroscope was amazing. Because <laughs> they they go they've they've got all these scientists in the documentary, and they're talking about how like they're they're not trying to they they start by saying that this can't be the case right is that right duncan and then they try and prove they do all these experiments to prove that to see if they're right basically whereas flat earth you have a negative hypothesis yeah yeah and then you try and disprove it yeah yeah and then uh, if you're a scientist and what happens generally if you follow the proper if you follow proper scientific uh method yeah if the result sort of goes against the your null hypothesis you go ah mm. right and then you accept it if the result supports null hypothesis then you accept that and you go all right well i've got the experimental evidence mm. i've done it i accept it what the flat earthers did <laughs> with the gyroscope do the quotes i can't remember so like they they, they is i don't know what they're about they spent 20 grand on this on a laser on a laser gyroscope. laser mm. gyroscope right um to prove that there'd be no variations in 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 degrees on 
I, I, I didn't entire. I was nodding off halfway through it, if I'm honest. But yeah. and also, I don't really understand sciencey things. All the, I know uh, is, if, yeah, yeah. When the Earth's spinning, yeah. Um, this is why we've got like latitude, yeah, and longitude. But latitude is when you uh, no longitude. So when it moves, oh, every hour the Earth would spin 15 degrees. So the gyroscope oh, tilted yeah. 15 degrees every yeah. in an hour. And they were like, well, we don't believe that will happen. They lay, left this really high-tech, this really <laughs> accurate gyroscope mm. out on the table. And it shifted 15 degrees in an hour. <laughs> so they didn't accept that. They went, oh, well, this that must be because of the communication lasers yeah. coming down from the satellites above. So we put it mm. in a... Now, I thought they put it in a box. They put it in a box first. Yeah. Now, I thought they put it in the Gauss vacuum tube. So they oh, went, yes. we put it in this metal tube to stop it, the lasers getting in, but it still shifted. So we're going to put it in this bismuth tube <laughs> and then we'll see what happens. And it's like, okay, so... <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, there's, there's, it, it's It's hilarious the whole thing's great and then the flat earth convention just looks like a laugh like i i'd go to that i'd go to it and i'd just bite my tongue like it looks way more fun than anything david ike does so that's always a plus so that's nice um and then i watched leaving neverland which is nowhere near as much fun it's fair to say <laughs> it's uh, yeah that's it's one of the, like i kind of i want to watch it but i can't imagine ever when i'm going to be in the mood to sit down and watch it it's four hours of two people pouring their hearts out over something horrific Mm. and it is hard work but i i am like kind of glad i watched it at least but but wow and then the abuse these two people have been getting on social media because michael jackson fans don't believe that that it happened yeah, there's a quite rabid bunch of supporters. Like they're protesting outside Channel Four on the night it was yeah. broadcast and things like that. Yeah, which is hilarious in itself, really. Well, not hilarious; it's tragic. Um, I've done other stuff as well, but I, for the life, oh, I watched Bugs Life. That's 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 not what we're here for. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, um, what else have I done? I've done things. Um, watched more films. I watched Spy again. That's another thing I did. Um, that is an amazing movie. It is an amazing movie. Um, it's more amazing than I ever remember it when I watch it as well. Mm. Jason Statham is legitimately hilarious. Oh, he's in magnificent film. in it. Yeah. Where'd you get that suit from? I fucking made it, didn't I? And it proves that he can do yeah. a straight up piss take of a Jason Statham role and yeah. it still be funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, so yeah, that's it. And um, I suppose should we go on to the news? I've probably forgotten about a million things. News. Bought a switch, didn't I? Absolute fucking Judas. Yeah. So fifty percent of us have switches now. Me and Tom. I actually quite fancy one. I just like would never be able to. Like, I, I struggle to play any games anyway, so there's no point in me having something else not to play games on. Well, here's the thing about the Switch. <laughs> I can play games in bed now. It fits into my modern lifestyle. It fits into my <laughs> Into your modern hipster rooftop cocktail bar party going lifestyle. <laughs> so, With your top knot 
<laughs> so so it, you're just like hanging around with other children playing Mario Kart in, yeah. in rooftop bars now. Basically, with yeah. other children, yeah. implying I am also a child. Um, I I um, I really like it. So what have you got? What's what's your setup? What sort of what what bits and bobs have you got with it? Well, I just got the Switch. So you got the Switch with the the red and blue controllers. Yeah, the red and blue one because that was part of the deal that. How's the docking? Do you enjoy docking? The do- I, I love docking, Russ. Yeah. Uh, the docking is... It's one of those things where I thought well, I wouldn't be that impressed by it, but then it's quite impressive. You know, you've never plugged a laptop into a monitor. It's different. You just literally just slide it in and boom, it's on your screen. And then you pull it back out again, it's boom, it's off the screen. Yeah. I mean, I sort of do that every morning at work. It's fun, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I've been playing a ton of Mario Kart with Sarah on the tiny little controllers. Like, oh, what, like the, the using a one controller per person? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, you, there used to be, I think it was Sonic 2 mm. on the Mega Drive, and you could play it two-player scripts, on between, one but you were both using one controller. Yeah, yeah. So you held it sideways, and one of you would use the D-pad left, right, and then just up and down. Yeah. And the other one had to use the three buttons. It was like one was left, one was right, and one was jump. That's all you needed for Sonic, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, how would you crouch? don't know. Maybe one of you couldn't crouch. But yeah, you could play two-player just holding the one controller because you just rip it out of the other person's hand and beat them. <laughs> so, it's, so it works surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. Like, I played a ton of Mario Kart on these tiny little controllers, and it didn't... Um, my hands didn't cramp up or anything. It just—it was just. Well, you got all that flexibility in your in your hands, haven't you? From, <laughs> from constant workouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Breath of the Wild is a great game. The problem I've got with Breath of the Wild is I I chose the wrong time to play it because when I'm not playing Breath of the Wild, I'm playing The Witcher. Yeah. And like I, I stopped playing Breath of the Wild, and yes, in terms of just the ability to be able to explore absolutely everything, like I keep climbing trees in Breath of the Wild just because I can. Like, I've never been able to do that in a game before. But it's a bit like The Witcher is the grown-up version of <laughs> Breath of the Wild. A little bit, yeah. So then I've switched The Witcher on. And I think I always think Breath of the Wild looks really good. Like, and then and then I put The Witcher on and I went, oh, it's not that, though, is it? Mm. That looks amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm loving Breath of the Wild. I'm loving being able to play on the Switch in bed. Sarah's playing Pokemon. She has put a ton of time into that. Um, and... Is this the real... Right. I know we had a conversation with you yeah. saying, I don't know, I'm thinking about buying a Switch. And main question was, is this to do with Sarah? And you went, yeah, she wants to play Pokemon. So no, I take it. It, it, it happened from constant bugging from me. Mm-hmm. It was me who said, I think we should get a Switch. So and apart from yeah. Pokemon, Mario and Zelda, yeah. what else is on it? What get other games? What, what's good? So Mario Odyssey. Okay, and also apart from Mario, apart from first-party Nintendo stuff, apart from first-party Nintendo stuff. So you got Undertale, which I'm going to download mm-hmm. at some point, which is meant to be amazing. The Stardew Valley version of Stardew Valley is meant to be really good on this as well. Oh yeah. So you can play that online. Tetris 99. I've played one game of it so far. Um, I got to 97, and that's when I decided I'll stop playing it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, all the games that are on the mini NES. Are on this as well when as on when you sign up to online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing Tech Mobile, which I've never done before in my life, and I'm super excited about that. <laughs> um, and then you've got games like Octopath Traveler, which I'm going to get eventually. That does look good. Yep, it's a good console. And, and I, I, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. I I I, st- I, st- I, st- I still just don't think it's for me. 
You know it is, though. No, but it's not. It's not. Like, uh, if I, I had, like, a long bus journey to do every day, it'd yeah. be perfect. I think of all the people on the podcast, I think you might be the person it's actually for the most. Nah, because the only time I'd have to play it would be falling asleep in bed. Hmm. I'd get told off for playing games in bed. <laughs> and quite rightly be told, you're always tired. Why are you playing? <laughs> why are you playing games? Go, go to sleep, you fucking idiot. So, so I did. You know, Tom was talking about how many times he's nearly broken his nose by playing Skyrim and falling asleep yeah. with his hands. I nearly did that the other day as well because I've always thought, oh, he's joking. But start lying in bed with my hands it's like quite stretched heavy. up, yeah, and they're just like falling asleep. So, but why don't you do it lying on your stomach? Yeah, pillow under the torso <laughs> and supporting the chin, two yeah. little hands forward. And then when you fall asleep, you just sort of gracefully slump forward and dribble on it. I will say the the best thing about it for me is that I'm there's there's me and Sarah both love playing video games. Mm. So when one of us is playing the Xbox, the other one can play on the Switch. That's handy. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the games are far too expensive. It's it doesn't in terms of an operating system. The, the switch is terrible at telling you things you need to do just to get it to work and stuff. So right. I, I I took a game out the other day and he goes, "Did you you didn't close the game? Why didn't you close the game?" Oh, because I I figured you'd figure that one out for yourself that you'd need to close the game. Why are you telling me? Well, you ruined. So it. like like when you pull a USB stick out yeah. on your computer and it tells you off. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that annoys me. Uh, getting online was a faff to say the least. Yeah. You know, with 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 the Xbox, you feel like. You can sleepwalk through all of it, and it'll you'll you'll end up at the right place. Yeah, you, you don't get that with the Switch. Um, the amount of times I've had to look things up online to figure out what I'm supposed to do with the Switch—it's not great. No, that's not great. The console itself, really good, really good fun. The it's amazing how much they fit onto such a small thing in terms of just like a hard drive space and the console itself. But at the same time. It's just typical Nintendo, not very user friendly. And you... it's still the, the original form factor, isn't it? There's not like a Switch Slim. No, been released. Probably will be soon. I'd have thought so. In which case, the one I bought will bloody go down in price, no <laughs> doubt. So, so I don't want to think about that. Um, Is it when when the new Xbox comes out? I must not buy one until it's the Slim one comes out because I've never had a Slim anything because oh, I always really? get it too early. Um. Well, there is some Xbox news if we want to move on to that. It's been news. So yeah, anyway, I bought a Switch. I really like it. Um, I will sit here and eat humble pie on that one. It's it's a good console. <laughs> I always knew I would, and there was an air of jealousy about it. If I'm honest about, like, I, part of me wanted it to fail, which is terrible when you think about it. But yeah, but some things are just too innovative to fail. Ugh, it's still not innovative. Like it's 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 fun. It's a good console. It's bright. It's breezy, and it's. I like having it, but at the same time, it's not really that innovative. It doesn't do much that a mobile phone doesn't do. Yeah. Um, yeah, Xbox. Uh, they are trialing an Xbox One without a disk drive. So is this before? This is before the new console, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. I, I, I'm sure we talked about this. Well, I, I would be amazed if. The new, the next console has a disc drive. It's got to be one of the more expensive components. I think it takes up a lot of space as well. It takes up a lot of space, and it's got hundreds and hundreds of moving parts. Yeah. So it's expensive to manufacture. It's a source. It's a point of failure. Yeah. Um, it's a physical 
hole in the side of your machine, which allows dust and crap and bits of twigs to get inside it. Pits of twigs. It's probably well, a you know. source of extra heat as well. Yeah, well, I get you know, moving parts, motors, laser, it all generates heat. Lasers. So it does make sense to get to get rid, frankly. Yeah. I mean, I still think there'll be one that will be released with the next console that will definitely have a disk drive because I think people want it for the 4K player. So some people will still, some people do still buy the physical 4Ks. But so, so I, and I mean, this probably shows why I'm not in um, hardware manufacturing. But like, so like the Connect, yeah, was an awful idea. Yeah, it's dreadful. Um, and generally, peripherals of any sort have been a miserable failure for yeah. consoles. So you're saying do like a but separate. I am saying do the disk drive as a peripheral. You know they've tried that, right? <laughs> With but the it, HD DVD drive. Yeah, but that was... So the problem there was they were betting on HD DVD winning. Yes. You know, this was this was before the end of the format war. Yeah. Um, and it... I don't know, it just feels like... Or, or maybe, yeah, to have two SKUs of it. So have a have a one with a drive and one without. Because, like, I mean, personally, I don't think that I would... I'm not going to need a 4K Blu-ray player and... It will annoy me having to pay an extra hundred quid for a console to include something I'm not really going to use all that much. So if there was a cheaper one that didn't have a disk drive, that would be awesome. The thought I... One idea I've heard is that the non-disk drive version will just come with a bigger hard drive. They'll be the same price, but the non-disk drive version will have a bigger hard drive. That's That seems slightly annoying. I quite like it. But your the amount they're going to charge you for a hard drive will be insane. Yeah. Um, and it would be better if they went to a standard form factor replaceable hard drive so that you can just upgrade it every now and then. Well, that, that's what they've done with the, this this generation. Not You can plug a USB one in, but it's a bit crap having a little USB hard drive dangling off the side of your, of yeah, your Xbox. But it, the, so all, all they need is a standard laptop format hard drive bay, mm. and you could just unplug one and plug in a, a higher capacity one. You'd have to re-download all your games onto it. But. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's think that'd be expensive compared to just like a standard USB hard drive, though. Mm. No, because it's this, so like my one is I I just bought the hard drive. Yeah, and I had the had an enclosure knocking about already. Mm. So I literally just bought a laptop hard drive and plugged it into the thing. Is a two terabyte drive? I think it was about sixty quid. Mm. Yeah, well, whereas if you had to buy like an official Xbox One one. It'd be insane amounts of money, but you know that's what they'd do. That's what they'd want. I think people know, like when when you could get the Xbox hard drives. Yeah, it was sort of like it was a whole new concept. Whereas now everyone knows that consoles are basically just computers. Yeah, so people won't stand for any sort of price gouging on the components. Yeah, I, I as I say, I think I think they'll what they'll do is they'll trial the Xbox One. Same price as the version with the disk drive as the S, mm. just with a two terabyte hard drive rather than a one terabyte hard drive. But like a two terabyte hard drive isn't any physically bigger. No, but it costs more money than a one terabyte hard drive would. But it doesn't cost that much more money. It really doesn't cost that much more well, money. It, depends it, does, how- it does not cost twice as much. Oh. And it certainly doesn't cost as much as a 4K Blu ray player. 
True. Which is which is what is in. Oh no, the um, the S doesn't have a four K Blu-ray player, does it? No, I don't think it does. Does it? It does. So you yeah. can do like it does four K games, but uh, yeah, checkerboarding, isn't it? it, it upscale yeah. Blu-rays, doesn't it? Um, I. I don't, it'll, be, it'll be really interesting. There's all sorts of different like ways this yeah. could work out. Well, I think I think what they're doing is quite smart. I think trialing it with the Xbox One. Yeah. I don't, I, I just feel like if they are going to do it, there needs to be a really clear difference between them. Yeah. Rather than it being like, well, that's you know they're the same, aren't they? No. Yes. No. You know, I think it, it it would be a good way to have different price points. There can't just be a bit of plastic as well that covers where the disc drive should be. Yeah. It has to be look like a completely. Yeah, it has to look different. good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I completely agree with that. Um, Captain Marvel, it's done quite well. That's yeah, really looking forward to going to see it. It's done quite well, despite the fact there are a lot of idiots uh, who yeah who are determined. I know, I know we talked about this last time, but like sort of like I forgot to sort of mention why was Rotten Tomatoes letting you rate movies before they've been released? Like, why did they do that? I have no idea. I think the idea was that people went to see press screenings. But and how was, many people could that be? Uh, not many, but it was an anonymous way of getting a review across. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's pretty indefensible. I, I, I think. Mean, okay, yeah. I know why they were doing it. It's because they want to have as many active users on their site as possible looking at adverts so they make revenue. That is the. Yes. But most likely, yeah. They, they, you know, letting thousands and thousands and thousands of people comment and rate movies that hadn't been released yet. Stupid. So the biggest issue people have had with Captain Marvel is something Brie Larson allegedly said that she didn't actually say, as it turns out, which was that uh, what a lot of people heard it as was um, that she doesn't want men going to see this film. Oh, this is so fucking stupid. It is unbelievable. And what actually... what actually She said nothing like said, that. What some people thought they said was that she'd not made a film for men. Um, and what had actually been said was she got asked a question about how some men d- had issues with this film. And her response was, well, that's not our target audience here, really. Yeah. Um, what we we're aiming it at young girls for, the, for this particular film as like creating a role model for young girls, because let's be honest. There's quite a lot of cock in the Avengers, isn't there? There <laughs> so, is a lot of cock. Yeah. So, yeah, to extrapolate that to this is not a film that men are meant to go and see. Yeah. Oh, f- how fucking fragile do you have to be <laughs> to get enraged by that sort of thing? It's so pathetic. Yeah. Now, it, I mean, like, I, I really admire the stuff that, like, she, like, when, when she sort of made a point of saying that the, um, she was being interviewed and mm. she, she just made the point that, you know, a lot of the people that ask actors questions yeah. or, on these press junkets, they're all sort of mid-30s white men. And she made a point of going out of her way, uh, I think it was an interview with Vanity Fair, yeah. to, to get someone who did not fit that bill to be asking her the questions. And she got a really different type of interview out yeah. of it. And that's, I think, quite an admirable thing to do. And yeah. what that was sort of interpreted by the trolls as was... Uh, Brie Larson does not want white men to rate her movie. Which yeah. is not at all what she said. No, but it's just becoming quite annoying now, isn't it? What, idiots? Yeah. yeah. Um, they, Everyone's so worried that they're never going to get 
that life's going to be a little bit harder for 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 the average white man um because <laughs> because there are films that don't all have the average white man as the superhero yeah i mean it's it's encouraging that it's sort of people are sort of really realizing that you can ignore those people yes it doesn't matter yeah you know, this is still going to be a really successful movie black panther was still a really successful movie yeah as well yeah exactly wonder woman was yeah you know you can ignore these assholes and by all accounts everything i've heard about captain marvel is it's all right it's yeah. not brilliant I, 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 it sounds it sounds really enjoyable i think yeah. if, if you like marvel films it'll be really good yep but i quite like what brie larson's done so far i quite enjoyed mm-hmm. that um, critical Role. I'm going to talk about Critical oh, Role. Oh, Christ almighty. Yeah, you've heard about this, I'm guessing. No, I haven't heard about it. I don't know what you're talking they about. They have broken the record for a Kickstarter by saying, wow, we would like 500,000 to do a uh, a one-off special of uh, one of the storylines from Critical Role. Okay, cool. Uh, three days later, they had over 5 million. Uh, and wow. they're doing they're doing it they're doing an entire series on it. Wow. But it broke the record previously set by Mystery Science Theatre. Well, if you do a Kickstarter and yeah. you get like way more money than you needed, yeah, like what happens? You're expected to provide new goals, basically. But like, surely there must be a point where you're like, I, I don't need all this money. Stop giving me. Can you just close it at a certain point? I'm guessing so. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think if people because like, say so you invent want... a thing, there's yeah. only so good you can make that thing. Yeah, well, I think so once the, you hit your like, I, I'm literally just wondering: is there an option to like say, right, that's it, we've hit the target? No, because can't accept any more backers because above a certain amount, you get something back for it. Like, no, but I know, I know, but like, yeah, you've invented a widget that does something brilliant, and everyone wants one. Yeah, you needed one million dollars to make these widgets. Yeah. You get ten million dollars. Like what? You can't. There's only so many sort of posters and key rings that you yeah. can give to people to make that. But wasn't this the big issue with Oculus Rift that they got far too many people funding them in the first place? I don't know. I can't remember. I I was of the opinion that it it just got massively overhyped because they had far too many people say, "No, that looks really good. I want one of them." Mm. Um, and result, there, there must be something in place. For this I should probably yeah. just go on the Kickstarter website and read read about how it works. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're obliged to to if you if you get more money, because don't you, don't you, you set are, like stretch goals? Yeah, but so, surely, surely you're in charge of that. Yeah, so they what they've done is they they've added new stretch goals basically, mm. and it's now gone to from being a one-off special to a six-part TV series. Um, Excellent, very cool. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I, I'm yeah. actually quite far behind on Critical Role because well, I've been listening to other stuff, but and don't ask me where I am because I'm really far behind. This is Vox um, Machina anyway. This is uh, the 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 series one. Oh, this is for Vox. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah. So they they've what they've done is anyone that listens to it they they're doing the Briarwood Chronicles I think it's called which is uh, to uh, give so give it away. They're vampires. Um, it's really cool. Um, so the, yeah, six part TV series, and then as a result, they've um, promised that they've gone to Mark Hamill and asked him if he'll be in it. <laughs> and like, I imagine because they're all voice actors. Because part of me was like, well, who's going to do the voice? And then I thought, they're voice actors; they'll do the voices. Like th- that's kind of the point of all this. So, so is it going to be animated or like? Yeah, action? animated. Sorry, oh, yeah. right, cool. So it's it looks fantastic. Uh, they've put a video up with the Kickstarter, um, and. It's just one of those. It was one of those weeks where everyone all of a sudden realised that 
there was a lot of like articles on what exactly is critical role because all of a sudden it came out of the woodwork that this is incredibly Oh, it's like gone super mainstream. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredibly well followed, basically. And, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden, people, everyone knows what critical role is. Now. So it's like now about the point where you start getting really defensive. And like, I've actually been listening to it for, for like since the beginning, actually. No, I've just been yeah. off and do something else. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, what, other people like it. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'm going to start banging on about Tech Mobile on my Switch. Mm. Um, so, um, no, it's it's. I don't have any issues with these guys being successful because they are remarkably humble with it. Mm. Like, I think the life of a voice actor is one of those ones where you know you're going to get to a certain point. You you could potentially get to a certain point in terms of fame where you're recognised at conventions, but that is never going to get any more than that. And yeah. so to see a group of voice actors go out and do something that was originally quite different, and now it seems like there's there's a few of them about um and make a ton of money off it and become famous in their own rights for something that they've created rather than just doing voices for something else i think that is uh it's nice to see yeah and their their attitude towards it as well as they are perfectly happy to put in a ton of work into this as well i'm assuming they're all full-time on this now they don't do anything else they do all do voice acting still like a load of them do stuff from blizzard they must have they must have like a like a a huge team producing all the stuff they produce. Yeah, well, they've got five, six people, I think it is. Mm. Um, they've got their own studio now. Hmm? Yeah, some of them do part of it themselves. Yeah, so so what they they've, get the they've each got their own role within the team. So like one of them's the, the creative director, and she doesn't do much in the way of voice acting anyway. But there's a couple of them that do. Like one of them just does the merch, and then one of them. But but at the same time, she is probably the the busiest voice actor out of all of them still. Mm. So. And then a couple of them are mostly directors for anime, like vocal directors, basically, for uh, getting performances out of people. So mm. it's, it's really interesting to, to dig into, like, where you might recognise the voices from. Matt Mercer's been on pretty much everything, like, in terms of voices. And his voices are incredible. The latest episode, well, the latest but one episode, uh, he proves he can very much do an old lady voice. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it is in, it's amazing. Nice. So yeah, um, I wanted to talk about that because I think it's quite interesting and all of a sudden they've come from nowhere to be um, incredibly popular. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, other news that interests me at least, Fantastic Four failure derailed Gambit movie plans according to former director Robert Rupert Wyatt. Fantastic Four just seems a bit cursed, doesn't it? It does, so we'll see what Marvel do with it. Which would be interesting. Well, you know, if anyone can get it right, they can. But I don't know. Do they? Are they? Is it definitely going to happen? Do they really want to oh, take yeah. another bite at that? They've got to. This is Fantastic Four. These, this, this, this is. If you get Fantastic Four right, then you've got something that is every bit as marketable as anything they've done so far in in the MCU. Mm. Um, so according to comicbook.com the budget of planned X-Men spin-off Gambit was slashed considerably in the wake of the box office failure of the Josh Trank directed Fantastic Four reboot I was very close with Channing Tatum and his producing partner Reed Carolyn and I was on the script with him and uh, Josh Zutima as writer Wyatt told Comic Beat we were close I believe 10 weeks away it simply came down to budget there was not enough you know all too well about the politics of the business. Fantastic Four had been released by Fox. A month before had not gone well for them, so our budget was slashed quite considerably. So yeah, Fantastic Four ruined a Gambit film. So thanks, Fantastic mm. Four, dicks. I still struggle to see Tatum as Gambit. I like it. 
I, I, I think he gets um, a slightly bad rap. Well, to be honest, I mean, if you told me about Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, I'd, I'd have been like, I don't really see it. Yeah. And then, you know, absolutely nails it. Yeah, he's he is Deadpool now, isn't he? Like when yeah. you when you read a comic, and you you're hearing in Deadpool's voice, it's Brian Reynolds' voice. So yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's other stuff going on, but I mean, those are the big ones I wanted to talk about. And we spent most of the podcast talking about what we've been up to, I and mean, we're an hour and ten minutes into it anyway. Are you, are you trying to say we should bring this to a close? I think we should bring it to a close, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, Best way to bring something to a close? Just ramble just a bit. Yeah, ramble a bit. Anyone, <laughs> any, well, is there any, unless there's any news anyone wants to talk about? Any other news? No. I don't no. Really, not really seen anything apart we from that. We snuck some in as well, like the Killian Murphy thing as well. Mm. So, you know. Good stuff. Right, we're going to call it a night then. So, thanks for listening to our weird rambly podcast again. We'll be back next week with doing something a bit more structured. Um, this is pro- these wild promises you make every week. <laughs> I'm gonna say we we need to we need like a two month warning because um, we need to make this a yearly thing after last year. It might be time for some slash fiction again. It's not been a year since we did that. It's been a year since we've done that. It's not been eight like we did it last year, but it wasn't yeah. a year ago. It must have been about a year. No, no it wasn't. It was when autumn. Did we do it? Nah, it wasn't it, autumn. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't autumn. It feels disturbingly recent. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. Give me. Uh, oh, this is. Uh, where's the slash fiction? Got a strong feeling nobody cares about the result of this. No, do. they don't. Thirty uh, first of August was when I saved. Uh, the slash fiction, so it was the end of August, oh, okay. beginning of September. Yeah, okay. So not all that long ago. I'll edit that out then. We, we'll, we'll, it, we've got a year, that, we've got a couple of months yet before mm-hmm. we have to start considering that slash fiction again. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll do something more structured uh, next week. Sure, um, we will. We will. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, well it'll be a topic next week anyway, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to contact us, hit us up on Twitter, which is just at tmtooh on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash tmt. O-O-H, or you can Instagram us uh, TMT O-O-H, on all those things pretty much uh, Theatrical Cuts they have a pod up at the moment all about Tom Cruise mm. uh, they've got a new uh, a new method for, for how they talk about films they pick uh, the, the Snog Marry Avoid system which is one film they like one film they love and then one film that they don't care for very much so give that a listen and then next week they're doing Keanu Reeves nice yes Definitely. Um, you can hit them up on Facebook, which is Theatrical Cuts Pod, or Theatrical Cuts, or Instagram, which is Theatrical Cut Pod. A um, few other bits and bobs happening at the moment, but we'll get into them as and when they happen. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye bye. Hurrah.